0: Welcome
1: to Telltale, the podcast where marketers can learn from interviews with fantastic storytellers.
2: Hello and welcome to Episode 9 of the Telltale podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Dreghorn, and here with me in the passenger seat today is my co-host, Kurt Sanders. MasterChef's most illustrious Twitter home commentator. Welcome, Kurt. Oh,
1: thank you. That was amazing. And um, don't give away that. I, <laughs> I, I like the anonymity of Twitter. I won't so. give away your Twitter
2: handle. <laughs> yeah, do that. But, don't um, do that. Yeah, yeah. It, it is true.
1: It is. It is. I'm dank as hell on the <laughs> um, MasterChef AU hashtag.
2: True. And are you devastated? Who left? Someone left last night. Oh,
1: I've got the shits. You know. <laughs> yeah, too. Right, yeah, yeah. We won't bring it yeah, up. Yeah, but let's yeah, <clears> dive past that.
2: On today's show we have Lucas Patchett and Nicholas Marchese, the founders of Australian social enterprise Orange Sky Laundry and 2016 Young Australians of the Year. Welcome Lucas and Nick.
0: Thanks for having us. Cheers.
2: Thank you. So Orange Sky Laundry is the world's first free mobile laundry service for the homeless. It launched in Brisbane in late 2014 and has since expanded nationally and added other valuable services to its service offerings including a mobile shower service. Um, This has been huge, can you give us a bit of a background?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Orange Sky Laundry kicked off with a really crazy idea about two and a half years ago. Here in Brisbane, um, in Nick's garage, we wanted to find a way to improve the hygiene standards of the homeless, but also find a way for us, our mates and ourselves, to give back to the homeless community. It was something that we did in high school, was going out on food vans and giving back. Um, And we found a really rewarding experience. So after a few years in university and in full-time work, um, Nick and I wanted to find a way give back to those communities so had a crazy idea to chuck two washers, two dryers in the back of an old van and and just drive around to parks drop-in centers and hostels around brisbane and and wash and dry clothes for free and that simple idea um, was a world first something that connected the community reduced transmission of of really bad diseases but most importantly and most simply improved the lives of others so that crazy idea has now grown into what orange Sky is today that's incredible um let's just talk about for a sec like
1: rip it right back to that you just grabbed a van and you've thrown a few dryers and washes. what what kind of things you have to get right for that to even work you know what i mean like you have to wire it up you have to get going and then you have to get people to buy into that as well like at what point did you realize that this was a thing that was going to take you on a pretty easy to say global kind of journey I think uh, what, what happened is we made lots of mistakes. We, we didn't
3: get much right when we started, and um, all of those mistakes formed into uh, what was our first van, Sudsy here in Brisbane and Sudsy. Um, yeah, yeah Sudse. Nice. took a few goes to get right. The, the first machines that we got, we'd sort of signed ourselves up to um, something that we weren't too sure if we were paying for the machines getting donated. Uh, the laundry machine company said, you know, um, washing machines are never going to work in a van and no one's going to wash and dry their clothes in a park and we somehow convinced them and we had these washing machines and we got a big generator and we uh, went to bunnings lots of times and we, we then took the van to the to the park and uh, you know Lucas fired the the van up and a couple of seconds later a big loud bang and we, we broke the machines and <laughs> good, um, good. you know a few few um, few funny stories back and forth with the laundry machine company and telling them, you know, you're right, washing machines don't work in the back of a van, but um, how about some more and um, they gave us some more and and then um, you know those washing machines are still in Sudsy today and whether that be through a a technical component and um, I guess having to design a van now that's got water tanks on board and a generator on board and does a lot of automatic dosing and stuff like that, um, all of those mistakes formed into where we're at today and we're definitely nowhere near perfect. Um, but all of those mistakes form what is a really cool legacy of orange skies, people coming together under a common goal to help people, and there is no competition and there is no um, reason not to overcome those challenges when you're helping people.
2: But still, you're a startup, so that would have been really difficult. Like, as well as a social enterprise, you didn't have that cash behind you from day one, so that must have been a huge challenge.
0: So (coughs) for for Nick and I, what we wanted to do is just get out there and start helping people. We didn't want bureaucracy and red tape and money to hold us back. So we um, funded the whole thing out First Van ourselves. Nick already owned the van. We convinced the washing machine company to give us some washing machines, kind of for free. Um, and then we had the, had the van, as soon as we had that, to answer your question, we had people buying in. People could see it, people could touch it, people could feel it, and also people could see the impact in the community. So the first person that we ever washed clothes for here in Brisbane was a guy by the name of Jordan. And, and we rocked up in this bright orange van after a few false starts of it not working. and. And Jordan was excited to wash and dry a couple of t-shirts in his backpack and Jordan came along, chucked his t-shirts in, pressed start and it's like 27 minutes, what, what do we do now? And then over the next half an hour Jordan and I had a really awesome chat, I found out that he went to school just up the road from me, studied the exact same degree as me at university and you know Jordan was someone maybe 5 or 6 years down my life trajectory and who's a, almost a projection of my life forward but a few little things had gone wrong and a few Know, bad decisions on his behalf found himself on the streets and, and that was really eye-opening for me and not only that you know through washing we can have a big impact but also the conversations both on Jordan and on myself um, we can you know bring people together and, and over that hour is a really special time.
1: Yeah sure that's that actually incredible impact let's talk a bit more about that so typical day for Orange Sky Laundry's vans what happens?
3: Yeah so Orange Sky Laundry now goes to 122 locations all across Australia Um, at the same time same place every week and we've got over 850 amazing volunteers and what they do um, they rock up to one of our 12 vans around Australia um, at the same time same place every week and they go out to or alongside a service provider so we never operate by ourselves we're always working with amazing food vans and drop-in centres and counselling centres to really complement what they've been doing really well uh, for a long time in the community and provide our clean clothes conversations and, and showers so um, we talk about being regular and reliable at orange sky and we talk about the people that we help are our customers or our clients or our friends so um, what we do when the van rocks up takes a couple minutes we pull out the most important things in our vans which are the six orange chairs we set them up chuck some washing in and then sit down and have a chat and those conversations are where we make the biggest impact now and we're not religiously or politically associated. Those conversations most of the time in Melbourne are about the weather or, or sport. Um, up here in Queensland, it's probably around a few different other topics, but um, those <laughs> conversations really unite people and that's what brings our volunteers back. It's not because they get a fancy t-shirt or they get to drive an orange van. It's that every conversation is really unique and special. and um, I still think one of the biggest privileges in my life is getting someone's only possessions and them trusting me to wash and dry them, but also um, that mutual respect of saying, well, we're not going anywhere now, so let's sit down and and have a chat, and um, that's sort of what happens each and every week Uh, around Australia now, 1,300 hours of really great conversation take place on orange chairs every week. Yeah, I love
1: that it's about the conversation and the fact that they're getting their possessions cleaned is kind of just a byproduct of that. I love that that's how it's flipped around. What are some of the more memorable stories you might have heard in those orange chairs?
3: I think for, for me every opportunity to sit down and, and chat is memorable and it's really hard to pinpoint a few key stories purely because they are such a broad range of, of topics. I remember when Lucas and I started to look at well, what does our organisation do and what are our core values, we thought about three really pivotal stories of people that we helped in our first few months and um, they were a gentleman by the name of Mr Cheese, a couple by the name of Mick and Natasha. And a gentleman by the name of Paul and all three of those or all four of those people rather had really unique stories but they were all different and um, some of them were rough sleeping some of them were transitioning some were in temporary accommodation and different things had gone wrong in their life to make themselves need our service at one point in time but they all enlightened us to a different impact so um, we talked about restoring respect raising health standards and reducing the strain on uh, community's resources and their stories really were pivotal for that and, and you know Mick and Natasha with Raising Health Standards, uh, when Lucas and I started we just wanted to find washing and we were so keen just to find anything that was dirty and, and wash and dry it. and we knew that there were some homeless friends living along the banks of Brisbane River and we got up early one, one morning in, in October 2014 and I picked Lucas up and we drove along that, that riverbank I think what we both experienced over the next couple of hours was, was some of the worst conditions we'd, we'd ever, ever seen anyone living in. Right our own hometown. Yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, there was a damp mattress, there was a, a tarp held up by some mangroves and three um, garbage bags that just, just screamed dirty, dirty washing. So uh, we, you know, went up there and we woke them up and we said, hey, can we, wash and dry your clothes. And um, you know Mick had a really bad hip injury. Natasha was struggling with her personal hygiene in that situation. And over the next hour, we were able to wash and dry all their clothes and have a really awesome conversation. Uh, but also, when we passed back uh, Mick, those, those clean clothes from the dryer, he said, you know, Nick, I've never washed these. And it was reminding me that morning, just over here in my backyard, that there were people that didn't have access to a really basic uh, human right, which is being clean.
2: That's incredible. so that's a that's a bit of a backstory of their lives, and you're changing them by doing their washing each day and having these conversations. but you're actually creating employment opportunities for them as well uh, through a number of different avenues. Lucas, could you tell us a bit about that?
0: Absolutely. It was something that you know once we had these awesome vans out there we we wanted to find ways to continue to add value and you know, how can we use these great assets to um, in different ways to better impact on our homeless friends? so we had a van sitting dormant. We said, let's make this you know, commercial op- washing opportunity. So our first ever um, training opportunity was a an ongoing commercial contract here in Brisbane with a local hospital. We wash and dry all their volunteer aprons every week. So about 150 aprons, so not a huge contract, but enough as a, as a nice seating phase. So we had one homeless friend, Grant, and one homeless friend, Neville, start off that contract, and that contract kicked off about 18 months ago, and we're, we're still doing that here today. Um, Neville, who started on that initial contract, had been a fruit picker all around Australia, was a keen runner, um, joined one of our volunteers running clubs and that passion for running um, t- with our volunteer, him and uh, Jason together, really you know drove that, that friendship and Neville you know, started to flourish and, and was such a hard worker that every apron would be perfectly folded and you know, he started making some of our t-shirts. All of our t-shirts are made here in Brisbane now by our homeless friends and Neville actually works for us full time now and he coordinates about 10 homeless friends to do Um, not only that, hospitals washing, but local football clubs, local cafes, local Pilates studios to um, wash and dry all their clothes every week and in a commercial engagement. So not only is it a revenue-raising opportunity for us, but more importantly, it's a a way to create better impact on our homeless friends like Neville, um, like the 10 people that he looks after here in Brisbane.
2: And potentially more sustainable as a business model as well, right? Absolutely.
0: The the coolest thing is that once we get this model 100% right here in Brisbane is that we've got you know, 11 people currently being impacted by these commercial opportunities. And if we times that by our 12 laundry vans and all of a sudden you've got 131 different people um, impacted by Orange Sky, and that's you know, what, what we want to do. We don't want to rely on people being homeless. We don't want to you know, keep seeing people doing it tough on the streets. We want to assist people in transitioning off mm-hmm. the streets. And you know, being able to use one of our assets to provide that opportunity is, is something that you know, we're, we're lucky enough to be in a unique position to do.
2: I can imagine that a role model in that kind of community is so much more influential than in many others, you know, being able to see because I think once they're they're down in that situation it's so hard to come out of it. You know, like you said, it could just be a few things that have gone wrong. But coming out of it they really need that support. So it'd be a good role model for their friends as well.
1: Yeah, so probably something that maybe our listeners might not know about is how bad the homelessness problem is in Australia. So um, you know you can Google that, but like what what are the stats like? What are we dealing with right now?
3: Yeah, so tonight in Australia, 105,000 Aussies are out there and homeless. And when you break that down, um, 56% are male, 44% are female. And if you're really good at maths, like Lucas is showing off there, uh, <laughs> it means that one in 200 of us out there aren't connected with the community and are homeless. Those homeless friends come from all walks of life. We have a young percentage of people that are young. We have a a large percentage of people that are transitioning, they might not be living uh, or not, might not be sleeping in a park, but they might not be safe in their own home. And really for, for what Lucas and I look at is that the word homelessness for us doesn't mean um, all those stereotypes and stigmas out there. What it means for us is people that aren't connected with the community. And Orange Sky's key aim now is to positively connect people. The impact that we have on people that are our volunteers who potentially haven't got out of their home for a long time because they um, don't feel... Um, motivated to, or don't feel um, like they have a community, and for them to go out every week and help people, um, that creates a massive impact on their life. So, um, homelessness is a really complex thing, and you know whether it's 105,000 Australians or 47. 000, it doesn't matter, it's um, 47,000 or 105,000, too many people that are disconnected and our core aim is to help people reconnect with the community and like Luca said, we don't want to rely on people being homeless for Orange Sky to exist. Our existence is around connecting people and empowering people and forever there is that need, we hope we can help that.
2: Was that always the aim of the business or were you just wanting to go out and wash people's clothes and then it pivoted into this totally different business?
0: hundred percent. When we when we first started, we were very, you know, had our blinkers on, and we were very focused on getting the first van on the road and operational. And once we um, had that van, and we again went through those speed bumps and, and got it on the road, is that we realized that you know through that first wash with Jordan, is that the impact isn't the washing. Mm. The, the washing is a magnet to draw people in. It's a, a conversation starter. It's a perfect way to to bring people in, to bring people together from all walks of life. Our volunteers might be 16 at in high school, 25 at at university, 40 working professional or 80 and a, and a retiree. And that broad range of people means that anyone coming to our van um, can find someone that they can relate to. Yeah, right. and
1: it just facilitates such an incredible connection, right? Like you're not just saying there are homeless people in Australia, you're saying that you know, we can help you with a job. We mm. can connect you with like-minded people. And like, that's a powerful thing.
2: I also think it's a really good message for marketers. I mean, you started with one thing, but then you saw the effects that that could have and you've pretty much pivoted your product. Now you're offering the shower services as well. Do we have time to talk yeah, about yeah, yeah, that yeah, just absolutely. a little bit and your, your general expansion?
0: Um, yeah, um, yeah, well, so about eight months ago, we, welcomed our, our, we opened our doors to a brand new van, Monty. And Monty has two showers on it, um, instant hot water enough water for about three hours worth of showers, all just parked in a car park and um, from that first day operating here in Brisbane where a gentleman by the name of Dave came in and jumped in, had a shower and he'd been, before using a, a, a tap at a local business, he'd been using a hose to wash himself off every day and to be able to provide someone with that hot shower. But again, almost far from that, what we initially expected was just providing people with a safe space to call their own, even if it is just for 15 or 20 minutes, someone, a female or a male living on the streets that is always looking over their shoulder and not knowing when they're gonna have their own space. Um, just to be able to have a bit of space, bed in a van at a park in the morning, um, is something really powerful and something that we didn't expect. So that um, one van in Brisbane grew to a van in Sydney, Melbourne, and, and now providing about 250 showers every week. And those are sometimes along, alongside our laundry van, operating in tandem, not always alongside um, so we can be really responsive and and respond to different situations.
1: Yeah, can
0: I ask about just flipping over to the business side because you guys have to survive.
1: You have to you know pay the bills and do those things. Um, what what are the conversations with your sponsors like? Like, are they cause marketing can be a rough word for a lot of businesses because they get it wrong sometimes. Aligning themselves with someone like Orange Sky to me is like you know a no brainer. What are those conversations like with your sponsors? Are they like absolutely rabid to get on board are they trying to influence things like how how does that work i think it, it's all all different and, and one of the the best pieces of advice
3: we ever got we were um, catching up with a, a meeting uh, with a gentleman by the name of andrew muir and he uh, was the the founder and, and former uh, chairman of the the good guys and um, andrew had started this business and grown all around australia and he was talking about you know we sell one and three washing machines as an organization and we think our Um, organization we know that the good guys what they do well is doing good in the community so they saw a really nice fit there and we caught up and um, it was quite a a really interesting catch-up this this guy is incredibly influential and what he talked about is you know studying business all around the world and the one thing he took away from from Harvard was that what people always get wrong is finding the fit and I think it was a bit of an aha moment for Lucas and I is that uh, most of our success in the first year and a half came from Really smart fits with washing machine providers and service providers and organisations like the good guys that are doing really good things. We just sort of said, well, this is us. It fits and it, and it works. We weren't um, knocking on doors begging for people to give us money. We weren't rattling tins. We weren't um, doing any. We weren't begging for people to give us money. And that's why we were so. Um, I think successful when we started is that people came to us and we nourished that and and harvested that fit and Mm. that fit is something that is so important but to find that fit uh, where we found greater success is telling stories and I think that's what um, is interesting about your segment is that um, Orange Sky is, is far from Nick and Lucas, it's far from Uh, now 410,000 kilos of free clothes it's hours and hours of of stories and and connection and all we have to do is tell those stories and inspire people to to believe in us and find that fit
1: yeah that's incredibly powerful i think it's time to move on cool
2: uh you've had a little bit of time to think about it would you grace our audience with the biggest white lie you've ever told <laughs> or just one of them?
0: <laughs> there's, a, there's a long list I think, but um, Nick, Nick touched on it there, but when we, we first started and we put these two washing machines and two dryers in a van, we drove down to the park, I was in charge, I blew up both washing machines. Called the service machine tech, said, you're right, machines aren't going to work in the back of a van. What's wrong? He said, Your critical error, bring them in, we'll, we'll fix them. Got two new, brand new washing machines next day, out in the park, exact same park, same time, similar homeless friends, and we pulled up. Nick was in charge of of setting it up and um, he turned the washing machine on, turned the generator on, another big bang. I know what that means, Nick, it's critical area, the same thing's happened as yesterday. and I think at that point was a a real turning point for Orange Skies, that we knew that people, you know, there were people in the park already waiting. Jordan was there with his t-shirts wanting to wash and dry his clothes, but we um, couldn't provide that and we were incredibly disappointed. we called up um, Carolyn, this, this leader of this washing machine company, and, and we said, you know, Carolyn, um, how's it going? It's great, you know, how's our own Sky? goes, oh, you know, it's so great, we've got washing in the van, um, it's all happening right now, so I think that was a bit of a white lie. And, um, so Carolyn, we're actually, it's going so well that we're gonna take it seriously and we're gonna form an incorporation and form a board of directors, we'd love you to be on the board. She said, I've been thinking about our own Sky a lot, I'd, I'd absolutely love to be on the board. That's great, Carol, and how about two more washing machines? And, um, at that point, she sort of had to give them to us because she was signed on, but um, that was probably a white lie that ended in, in a positive for us. So, yeah.
2: yeah, that's great. Have you got one, Nick, or is it is it a joined one?
3: Um, oh, it's always a funny joke that Lucas and I aren't friends, and I wish that was sometimes a lie, but um, <laughs> it, is, it is not true uh, that we're still good mates. But I still think one of the naughtiest things that, that I've ever done and biggest lies I've told is... Um, here in Brisbane, I was probably, i just turned 18 and I um, had a friend who was, was having a birthday party in, in the valley somewhere and I knew I had to work the next day. So um, I drove my car down, I parked um, in this um, car park and um, didn't look at any signs, I just had my, my licence for a couple of weeks and went and sort of caught up with my friends and, and sort of then left. and. Um, got and the car wasn't there, and I was like, "Oh, where's the, where's the car? Like, what's going on?" And I saw a big sign like all cars will be towed away. So um, I called up the, the tow company, and I was like, "Oh, what's going on? I had permission to park here, and I, I had no permission <laughs> whatsoever." So um, then he was like, "Okay, well, um, we'll come down and we'll we'll bring your car back and whatever." And so it was about I didn't know how long it was going to take, and I had no idea how to say that I had permission. So. Um, I googled the company, which is like a, a childcare um, company um, and then what I did is I like screenshotted their website on my phone, I cropped it and I wrote an email from them to me and then I sent it to myself and then when the tow truck driver got there I was like this is the email with permission and it looked really really legit something that I just crafted on my phone and he just bought it and said here's your car back don't worry about paying for the towing fee or whatever so um it's probably pretty fraudulent and a massive lie but they <laughs> saved, saved me about 700 bucks that night that's and
2: incredible that's wow. the, and that's
3: not a why lie that's evil genius <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that exactly
2: evil genius. Yeah. that's probably the biggest key takeaway for our <laughs> listeners today <laughs> if you ever get your car towed Um, that's about it thanks so much for coming on the show guys
3: thanks
2: Thanks, telltale is part of the content division podcast network you can subscribe on itunes or stream it from the content division.com.au forward slash (laughs) podcast